，享受工作，乐生活。就算不在办公室，也能从容应对线上会议。HP Dragonfly 透过专业的 HP Presence 设计，内建降噪及会议快速键，搭配清晰的 Ben and Offson 音效，增强音讯及视讯功能。HP Dragonfly 顶级商务笔电，采用 Windows 11专业版。让您在会议中享有最佳的视觉和听觉品质。Reports have emerged that two Taiwanese brigades will be heading to the U.S. in the latter half of the year for military training. Previously, exchanges like these would be kept on the down low, and only smaller military units would be dispatched. A retired Air Force officer says the change in approach signifies that military exchanges between Taiwan and the U.S. are no longer something to be kept secret out of fear of political interference. Let's hear from him. 军事的这种训练的层次拉升了。The scope of the military training has been upgraded. They're all tactical units focusing on battle. That applies to both the 333rd Brigade and the 542nd Brigade. The 542nd Brigade is the armored brigade. We're going to be getting M1A2T tanks soon, so perhaps the brigade could get training on that front in the U.S. It's a possibility. It was more low-key before, or even classified. Such matters would not be made public to prevent any political interference or obstacles that could terminate the process. But now it's all public. It's all over the table. The 400 and the 542nd Armored Brigade is stationed in Xinzhou, while the 333rd Mechanized Infantry Brigade is stationed in Pingdong. In 2019, the two were assembled in a joint battalion that can operate independently or in direct collaboration with sea, land, and air forces. Legislative Yuan on Thursday held elections for the co-chairs of its standing committees, with plenty of alliances playing a role in the outcome. In the Social Welfare and Environmental Hygiene Committee, a Taiwan People's Party lawmaker helped the DPP edge out the KMT to win both co-chair positions. The favor was returned in the Education and Culture Committee, where DPP votes helped a TPP lawmaker win the co-chair post. Meanwhile, a new Power Party lawmaker voted for a KMT co-chair in the Transportation Committee. Just two weeks after giving birth, Taiwan People's Party lawmaker Cynthia Wu headed to the Legislative Yuan. As a member of the Social Welfare and Environmental Hygiene Committee, her vote is crucial. The votes are counted and the results are in. The committee's two co-chairs are both from the DPP. I'll be upset for three days, from hope to despair. The DPP was sure to get one of the co-chair positions with five of its votes, but votes for the other co-chair role would have been tied between the DPP and KMT at four votes each. That would have triggered a lucky draw, but with Wu's support, the seat went to the DPP. She had agreed to vote for me, but in the end, she flip-flopped on me. She did it yesterday. She walked on over to cast a vote and voted for the DPP. Had she not come, we could have drawn lots. DPP caucus whip Ke and committee co-chair Chiu Taiyuan all went to visit her at home, and that's why she agreed to come and vote. I did not go to her house. Absolutely not. Today was the first time I saw her since she had the baby. 
The DPP and TPP were strategic with their votes. Over in the Education and Culture Committee, the DPP voted for the TPP's Jiang Qilu to trigger a tie with the KMT's Wan Meiling. It was then all left to fate, and luck was on Zhang's side. The committee is now headed by the DPP and TPP, with Fan Yun and Zhang as co-chairs. What a shame. The trust between the KMT and the TPP has withered to nothing. What we are hoping to do is to use the few key people we have to reach their maximum potential power. Over in the Transportation Committee, the new power party's Chen Jiaohua voted for the KMT's Chen Xuesheng, helping the KMT win another co-chair position. In the rest of the committees, it was all one co-chair each from the DPP and KMT. All in all, the DPP took nine co-chair slots, the KMT six and the TPP one. President Tsai Ing-wen on Thursday received the search and rescue team who recently returned from Turkey at the presidential office. Tsai conferred medals of honor upon them, thanking them for putting Taiwan on the world map. President Tsai walked in with her favorite pup, Lele, who previously worked as a rescue dog. It was a great opportunity to meet its colleagues. The awardees included Hugo, who was very excited at the occasion, making the medal awarding process trickier than expected. Sato was also there and had to get a nod or two from the president to look proper for the camera. Melody was the boldest of the lot, daring even to approach Tsai for a wet kiss. The International Federation of the Phonographic Industry has announced its latest Global Artist Chart, which features a Taiwanese artist in the top 10. Joining U.S. artists such as Taylor Swift and Drake and K-pop sensation BTS was Taiwan's own Jay Chow at number 9 in the world. He's the first Taiwanese artist to appear on the chart, fresh off the release of his latest album last year titled Greatest Works of Art. After a hiatus of six years, Jay Cho put out a new album in 2022 that immediately became a top seller around the world. One of his music videos shot abroad broke 10 million views in just a few days. According to the IFPI Global Artist Chart, the top recording artists of 2022 were US singer-songwriter Taylor Swift, South Korean boy group BTS, and US rapper Drake. Cho clinched a spot in the top 10 at number 9, becoming the first Taiwanese artist to do so and the first artist from the world of Mandopop. Cho's work mixes East and West, for example, by collaborating with the Jabberwockies, a renowned US hip-hop dance crew. Last year, Cho topped Spotify's list of most streamed artists in Taiwan in 2022, and his studio album Greatest Works of Art debuted at number 5 worldwide on the platform. It goes to show Cho's fans are still around. Was it honestly the best? Cause I just wanna see it. The rise of K-pop was noticed more than ever last year on the IFPI Global Artist Chart, with three South Korean groups in the top 10. One of them was global sensation BTS at number 2. 
a legendary institution of Kaohsiung High Society continues to be a popular location in the port city, even after more than 50 years in business. The Western-style restaurant was founded in 1964 based on the menu of the U.S. 7th Fleet. Its menu of classic U.S. cuisine became synonymous with a fancy night out in Kaohsiung. Some viewers might remember it as the spot for a formal date night. Now under the leadership of third generation of owners, the restaurant is still delighting loyal customers and thriving post-COVID. A beefsteak more than 10 centimeters thick sizzles on the pan. When it's browned, it goes into the oven to bake on a low heat, coming out sweet and juicy. Some customers have been coming here for decades just for the famous steak. Oh, it started when I was in middle school. You know, it's rare for something to not change its flavor at all. I come here for this memory. Oh, it's so peaceful here. I've also been coming here since middle school. Then as an adult, I've brought my own children to dine here. The restaurant has been serving a menu of classic Western cuisine since it was founded in 1964. Once, it was a glittering jewel in Kaohsiung's social scene, the place to be for politicians, business people and celebrities, as well as families toasting major celebrations and lovers enjoying a fairy tale dinner date. Alongside the classic American burger menu, you can order starters with spectacular dry ice effects, luxurious seafood gratins and even garlic escargot. When the water droplet rolls over the top, then the temperature is definitely hot enough. These plates made of galvanized iron are another tradition that makes the restaurant stand out from competitors. The plates and recipes are based on the kitchen of the U.S. 7th Fleet from the 60s. The cooking techniques have been updated since then, but retain the same aesthetic of American cuisine. Something we are famous for is the iron plate fillet, because it uses these galvanized iron plates that were originally given to us by the U.S. Navy. My father ran the restaurant for 36 years, and he realized that actually some of his ways of working didn't conform to the demands of this era, so he asked me if I wanted to take over. If I didn't, then perhaps our restaurant would have had to close. So it felt like a responsibility to me, because I grew up here at this restaurant. Third-generation owner Chen Wanhong started his management training by studying in the kitchen. He's passionate about everything from ingredients to plating. And with the restaurant sticking to its ideals of classic luxury, it is going from strength to strength even after more than 50 years in business. Executive Yen on Thursday finalized its budget to give out cash handouts from the last year's tax surplus. Premier Chen Jianren says the cash will be distributed starting April and will boost economic growth by 0.3 percentage points. And it's not just Taiwanese citizens eligible for the money. Handouts will also be available to foreign spouses holding residence permits, as well as foreign nationals with permanent resident permits. The Ministry of Finance says there will be five ways to receive the 6,000 NT handouts. Those receiving labor pensions or the national pension system's living allowance for mid- or low-income senior citizens will be credited directly. Others can obtain the money at the ATMs of 12 different banks, at post office counters or through an official website. In certain rural areas, handouts can be received at police 
stations. Despite post-COVID recovery, the global economy is struggling due in part to inflammatory pressure. In view of the downturn, the executive yuan has revised Taiwan's 2023 GDP growth forecast down to an almost eight-year low. Experts say the manufacturing sector will be hit hard, but other sectors such as tourism and retail are predicted to improve. Let's hear more on this year's economic forecast. American computer memory producer Micron Technology is laying off employees worldwide, and Taiwan is no exception. Now, not just Micron, but leading footwear manufacturer Pochun Corporation is also reducing its workforce. Many companies have begun mass layoffs, a bad omen for the economy. Certainty of a global economic downturn has increased. Corporate capital expenditure in the short term is taking a more prudent direction. Coupled with last year's base already being high, the forecast for this year's private investment is a negative growth of 1.13%. The forecast for this year's economic growth rate is 2.12%. The executive yuan's directorate general of budget, accounting and statistics has revised this year's GDP forecast down to a near eight-year low. That's amid weak demand for exports, which have been in constant decline. The electronics industry has been hit hardest, and many manufacturers and semiconductor companies are still clearing inventories. With persistent inflationary pressure, Officials say going over the 2% inflation target set by the central bank has become the norm. Last year, inflation was 2.9% or so, close to 3%. In this year's forecast, we're near 2.16%, so there's a downward trend, but we still have the pressure of rising prices. Although post-pandemic recovery and strong domestic demand have maintained momentum for growth, these factors cannot alter the reality of an overall economic recession. Times are changing. In the past, the manufacturing industry was good, but now it has too much inventory. That's because before, purchases were high. They had to prepare materials and spare parts. So it will be revised downward this year, and that will lengthen its recovery time. But now, since countries are opening up, the hospitality, food and beverage, tourism and retail sectors will all improve. That's another piece of better news. With the economy upended, even experts are finding it hard to make predictions. Factors causing fluctuation are numerous. Inflation may not fall, and interest rates may continue to rise. It could be a while before we see the return of a healthy economy. Peace Memorial Day long weekend is just a few days away. Hoteliers in Hualien and Taidong say bookings are relatively high on the first two days of the break, that is, Saturday and Sunday. But for Monday and Tuesday, things are not looking so great. Occupancy is at an average of 70% for the first two days of the break, which falls to a measly 50% on the last two, last two days. Hoteliers speculate the drop in bookings could be caused by the upsurge in international travel, now that COVID border controls are out. Or it could be that fewer people are opting to travel during this long weekend after the Spring Festival and before the Tomb Sweeping Day Long Festival. 
Today we meet a couple from Hong Kong who have made Taiwan their home. Their breakfast eatery combines the very best breakfast menu items from both Hong Kong and Taiwan. But the couple were not always cooks. They switched to the restaurant industry from media careers. We hear about how and why they made the leap to start their own business far away from home. A piece of bread is toasted golden and spread with Hong Kong-style scrambled eggs for a delicious texture. Then a layer of satay beef goes on top and the sandwich is complete. Cut in half, all the layers shine at once. This classic Hong Kong pork bun is spread with peanut butter and then given a generous drizzling of condensed milk. This breakfast joint, reminiscent of traditional Hong Kong diners, was founded by Tang Yunzheng and her husband. My relatives run a restaurant in Hong Kong, so I guess I've always dreamed about the industry or opening a restaurant. After I came to Taiwan, I really liked Taiwanese breakfast. I wanted to have a place of my own style or with things we liked, where everyone could come. She only tried milky cream spread for the first time in Taiwan, but it was love at first bite. The couple then started making their own in original and sesame flavors and selling them online, later adding chocolate to the range. Customers at the eatery loved the spreads on toast, but neither of the pair were trained in restaurant skills. At the age of 28, I was working in the advertising industry, and I realized that I didn't care that much about it. So I was pondering what sorts of things or jobs I felt passionate about. I didn't have any restaurant experience. So first I wanted to find out whether I was suited to the restaurant industry. So last year, I started a part-time job in a restaurant to learn about it. After we started the restaurant, lots of neighbors would chat with us or be very friendly and warm. So I think that's something great about Taiwan, how warm and friendly the people are. So we really liked Taiwan and chose to stay here. The couple were won over by Taiwan's legendary friendliness. Now their food is warming the hearts of the neighbors in return. Traditional Taiwanese temple performers wowed audiences in France on a rare international tour this February. The custom of Ba Jia Jiang performance is one of the proudest religious traditions in Taiwan. The Ba Jia Jiang represents heavenly generals. Their fierce dances and costumes are iconic. But due to the strict etiquette of the tradition, they very rarely perform overseas. And this year, they were invited to the prestigious Carnival de Nice in France. And after a major fundraising project, they were off to the airport. This February, the Bajiajiang company of DUDNG Shantang wowed carnival goers on the streets of Nice with full body costumes, magical instruments, and ceremonial flourish. The company was invited to perform Taiwan's unique religious tradition at the Carnaval de Nice. French audience members were enthralled. This is the company's normal practice space, a tiny temple hall. When the Bajiajiang travel, there are usually many taboos. They must gain permission to travel from their boss, the god Li Fu Dashen. But many other taboos are hard to obey while overseas. They had to explain those issues to the god to get individual exemptions. And the company took a small painting of the god to France, symbolizing his company on the trip. The god is normally very strict 
strict in his demands. The rules must be followed to the letter. It seemed like it would be quite difficult to do that abroad, so he didn't require us to be strictly vegan. But he did require those of us who wear the general's dress to maintain the standards of manners and behavior that we ought to. It represents the will of the god and the importance of art. We manage the Bajiajiang extremely strictly. The company received the invitation in late December. They were considering saying no because of the prohibitive costs of time and money. But eventually, the company members decided to finance the trip from their own pockets. Temple officials were touched when many temple adherents contributed time and money to the fundraising effort. Taiwanese residents of France also supported the project, even bringing the tradition of sending a towel to France. The temple members created this towel. They told us that going to France is tough and they specially made us a French towel with French writing on it. It's very interesting and cute. It's brought Taiwanese culture, Taiwanese spirit, and even the Taiwanese national flag to the French people. The group of 11 company members, almost all in their early 20s, spent 17 days in southern France, visiting Lyon, Rouen, and Nice. Over more than 10 performances, they brought the unique spirit of Taiwan to Europe in unforgettable style. This June, Palau will be holding its inaugural Palau Omal Marathon, an international race hoping to attract runners from around the world. The island nation's vice president made a special visit to Taiwan to promote the marathon. And already, several big names from Taiwan's sports scene and even government officials have registered to compete. Tennis ace Lu Yanxun, baseball player Cao Junyang, and volleyball star Huang Peihong have already signed up. Senior trade official Li Chun also revealed that DPP legislator Zhao Tianlin, an avid roadrunner, is planning to form a team of lawmakers to participate in the race. According to the Chinese Taipei Road Running Association, the route of Palau Mar Marathon is internationally certified. A full marathon, half marathon, as well as 5K and 10K races will be held, and those who finish will receive an official certificate. 